You're making one right decision today. You're listening to Handcuffs and Sage. Three badass moms bringing you all the true crime and paranormal your heart desires. I'm Red. I'm Timo. I'm Dre. And don't let your kids listen. Seriously, just don't. Hey, it's Handcuffs and Sage! Hey! Ooh, this is Red. Hey, this is Timo. Hey, this is Dre. Ooh, we had some technical difficulties, but guess what? We're professional and we figured it out. Oh my God. Do we know how? No. No. Probably not. The same (laughs) thing I was doing five times in a row finally worked the sixth time. So go figure. I have no idea. Aliens. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. This is our down the rabbit hole episode. We're doing part two of surviving death. These are like my favorite episodes. I love, love down the rabbit hole because the things that we talk about are, <laughs> are just pure, who knows who right. knows what's real or not. And it's so fun to look into and learn about. It's so interesting. So part mm-hmm. two is called mediums and mm, ooh, I just, I just loved all of it. I think <laughs> I think this is my favorite part of the series, but for some reason, I was getting very emotional too. Very emotional. Um, Of course. I don't, I was crying, watching it for like the third time I'm crying. So I I don't know why. I mean, I'm sure I know why, but um, I I love this and I'm going to this thing that we're going to talk about. I'm going to do it. I have to go to the Netherlands, but I'm going to do it. (laughs) You're yes. gonna do it, girl. And like, and then she went to Netherlands, so we don't know when yeah. she'll be back. <laughs> when we, uh, yeah, you you need to go and let us know how this shit is, because it's like a real life psychic summer camp that they've got going on there. Yeah, and, but mm. there's this one part, and we'll talk about it that I just, I can't get past. So when we, <laughs> I, you guys know what I'm talking about. So when we get to that point, yeah. And it kind of will move on into part three for, for in, in a couple weeks. But um, yeah, that part's a little wackadoodle. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I feel like before we can proceed, there's an elephant in the room that we definitely need to talk about. And it's how, how sexy Dre looks right now. I don't even understand. I think, it's I making think I me know. uncomfortable. Oh. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't get the memo that it was uh let your hair down night. Yes. Well, every like it's Friday one once a year I get my hair cut, so it's down. All right, I'll put mine down. My mine is like oh, yeah. mine's dirty and I have to do my mm. roots, but all right, I'll yeah, let them down too. <laughs> my hair is like Wait. so long. It is like oh, red is, as long as reds. But, um, yeah, okay. Mine, mine started thinning too. And I was losing my shit. I was like, fuck this, Mm -hmm. right? Fuck this noise. Like I had a serious problem with it. And so I did my research. I take the collagen every day, which I feel like helps my skin too. Like I look Mm -hmm. like I'm 18. Um, but I take the collagen, I take omega threes and I do that pure shampoo and my uh-huh. hair is like amazing now so all good all fixed because I was okay I'm about to lose my shit I was not having it because this it's my only beauty 
That's it. My hair. That's what, that's what I'm saying. That goes, like, I'm already going gray. I don't need to lose my hair. No bitch needs to lose their hair. Uh, anyway, Dre, you're looking fantastic, girl. Thank you. you. Mm-hmm. And I got my nails mm-hmm. done today. Oh, shit. Damn it. <laughs> Dang, you guys. Okay. I'm all ghetto over here. No, no, no. You just did your, you, you have the ability <laughs> to do your own hair and it's awesome. Yeah. yeah we can yeah. do that. Um, you doing it. Yeah, you can. You have superpowers. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> okay. We got to get into this mediums part two of surviving death. This series is on Netflix. We all watched it. We've all seen it like multiple times, right? Because mm-hmm. when we yeah. cover, cover this, we watch it over and over. But <laughs> I, I really, really thoroughly enjoy it. I really thoroughly enjoy it. And so in the first part, we talked about near death experiences, right? which I could really, I think, really get into more. I really enjoyed it. And now we have part two, which is about mediums. And it's about, you know, people able to connect with those on the other side. Right. So it really is a trip. It starts out in New York City and we meet Leslie Keen. Keen and I really dig her vibe, right? She's yeah. got like this it's really great hair. She, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It said that she's a journalist, right? An author. Now, does she write? surviving death because i think this series is like from a book right is that i would assume so because she's the journalist and author of surviving death okay and i just really like her you know she talks you know throughout this episode and she's going to these places yeah right that that we're learning about and she just has a really cool she's a cool chick she's she wants answers. She does a deep dive into this. I just really like it. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about how do we have a consciousness that passes on after our physical body dies? And if so, is there a way to communicate with that consciousness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do, doesn't everybody want to know if our consciousness goes on? Of course, right? And mm-hmm. everybody dies. We would all like to know what happens after we die, of course. And I think this is really interesting. So this is a way to communicate with that consciousness that goes on after death. So that's really her interest. And we we meet Sandra O'Hara, and this is the person you had mentioned the other day, Timo. And I thought you were you were talking about somebody else. And when I was going back to it, I'm like, oh, I, I, I see what she's saying. I see what she's saying right now. So she's from Ireland. She's an older lady. She's very big bone and Mm -hmm. her voice is very deep. So I was wondering if she was really a woman, but I guess she is right. I I think she is a woman. I think she's just been through it, honey. She's been through it. (laughs) That's the vibe I get, Dre. Yeah, like maybe she smokes. I don't know. Oh. You know, what I thought was kind of funny was when you had asked that question last week, I actually Googled it. And one of the questions <laughs> when you type in Sandra O'Hara, Googled it. I Googled it. That's her is, job. One of the questions is, is she a trans woman? Oh, okay. So we weren't the only ones thinking it. And okay. I tried to stare at her, watched it again. And maybe, but she looks like an old woman. I yeah, mean, she, I think uh-huh. she's a woman and she's the medium that we meet in the beginning of this episode and it's called a mediumship group reading. So it's a room full of people 
hoping to hear from someone from this one medium, right? Mm -hmm. So she starts out, she's in the front of the room, she's introducing herself, right? And she says that she has no filter. She's been seeing spirits since she was four years old. And she's from Ireland, so you hear that accent. It's not super thick, but you definitely hear it. Yeah. And she starts going through the room and she does ask, you know, the name David. Does the name David mean anything? Now, whenever I hear this from a medium, it kind of drives me nuts because the odds of someone knowing a David probably are really good, right? Okay, so she asked about a David and a a woman immediately says, yes, that's my father, okay? And, right, and then she goes, "Uh, does he come, you know, to your dreams all the time? Do you dream about him? Yes, I do. Well, that's very common when we have someone pass, we dream about them. So this isn't crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she says, why is he showing me an orange, like an orange? And she said, well, he used to trade cotton and oranges. That's what he did. So that was kind of cool. That was right. interesting. Now, this right. is the part that gave me chills. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. She said, mm-hmm. who is the lover of books? Was there like a side table of books? And then you like made a piece of furniture out of books, which is very unique. And right. she said, yes, yes, that's. I did that. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay, Sandra, calm down. We get it. You're in yeah, medium. That was with the that was bananas. Yeah. That was that was bananas. So then we go back to Leslie and her beautiful grave fro that an old woman can just rock like a crazy person. I love it. Um, she's talking about how she got in into this with interest, like what happened in her life. For her to look into what happens after death and her, it's because her really good friend bud hopkins passed away in 2011 and she was with him when he passed and it was really hard for her because it was like he's there and then he's gone right mm-hmm. and now what it, that is a crazy moment to be with someone Right. And so she wants to know what's what what is the process here and where does our consciousness go? Um, so then we go back to Sandra in this room with all the people doing this group reading. And she goes, who's going on a cruise? <laughs> and, and then somebody's like, oh, I'm going to go on a cruise. Right. There's one goes, person in the whole room that's going on a cruise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, wait. I'm going on a cruise too. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Everyone's going on a cruise. And then she goes, well, your father is going to go with you on the cruise too. And he's all excited. Uh, Okay. All right. Okay. Okay, Sandra. Okay. (laughs) It was, I liked, I liked the piece that she talked about the books being a a very unique piece of furniture because that's, that's different, right? That's not a, is there a J name here? Right, that's completely. I, I just had, like, I had a thought about that, okay? So I thought if I made a piece of furniture made out of books, I would definitely put it on Instagram or Facebook. Okay. Right. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like arguing with myself because, well, did she know <laughs> who was coming and did she know this person was going to be there? And probably, yeah, because they have to sign up and register and whatnot. So I don't know. I'm truly a skeptic when it comes to this. And I've never had a psychic or medium ever prove me wrong. Like, Mm. I feel like whenever I come to an event like that, they always kind of like forego me. I don't, 
I don't ever it, get anything. Oh, you don't have okay. that connection moment. Right. Um, have you ever had a one-on-one -on -one reading? Yeah, once and it was just like way, way off. Mm. That's really interesting. We'll talk about a situation that happened in this in this episode that right. happened like yeah, that that kind but, of like brings up that situation yeah yeah I think I think it would be really interesting if maybe at this age if you tried it again mm -hmm. what would happen anyway okay so Sandra's kind of telling us about herself and I love this you know part. how she she became this. a medium yeah she like she talks about how um when she was little she saw spirits she didn't know that they were spirits but when she was around other people other people's mouths moved and theirs didn't yeah and that's how she knew what yeah why isn't your mouth moving that's what i'd say big mouth <laughs> like i see dead uh, people <laughs> exactly so she said that her mom was actually really freaked out about this situation mm-hmm and the way that she knows that a spirit is in the room is that she says that there's like a shimmer that she sees. And it looks like, like when you see a hot road, right? That shimmer above. She says it looks just like that. So I thought that was interesting. I haven't heard someone say that before, that that's what they see. So then she says in this room, you know, is there a robber? Does somebody know a robber? Again, <laughs> a very basic name, right? Yeah, and this guy uh, says yes. You know, I know Robert, and she goes, you know, was he very opinionated? Uh, yeah, I I kind of feel like everybody is in their own way. So yeah, that one is you know, and mm -hmm. then she goes like about politics. He wants to talk about politics, and he goes, yes, that's what we talked about. We talked about politics all the time. So there was that connection a little bit, but then we really meet the guy, and the guy's name is Mike Anthony. And, you know, really nice guy. He was telling us that he thought mediums, the whole thing was hullabaloo, like Dre, fake, <laughs> fake, <laughs> fake news. But he was just devastated by his father passing eight years mm -hmm. earlier. And you can tell that he just loves and respected and just thought the world of his dad, like he was just the best human being mm -hmm. and how he was rocked by his death. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And then his sister met with a medium and had this really amazing experience and told Mike about it. So he wanted, he wanted to have that, right. He wanted to be able to, com to communicate with his father. Of course we do. Right. Someone mm -hmm. passes away. That's what we want. Well, I and think so he had, he said it so good when he said, um, how could someone so good, so wonderful, amazing, loved like my dad was to just be gone just like that one day? Like that really then, got me. I started crying. I'm like, and he's like, like, what's the point? What's the point of, of it, of anything? If mm -hmm. someone like that can just go like that and be gone, like what, what's worth, you know, it's not worth it. Like what's, and it's so true. It's like, it's so horrible. Yeah. I mean, uh, a red nose, um, a, a death. We've, we've had this conversation in the past and I, I, at a younger age, I, I lost two very important people to me 
and they were very young, 15 and 18. Um, and that was devastating because that's exactly the way he felt. It's like these young kids are there and then all of a sudden you just never see them again. And it was absolutely just, it, it ruined me. It ruined me really. Like, and I'm still to this day kind of like still messed up with it, but I totally understood him. And I just started bawling when he said that. I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. You can just feel how much he loves his father, loves yeah. him, loves him, misses him. And it was so, a sudden unexpected thing too. And I think that makes it worse too, when all of a sudden it's just like, you're not expecting it, you know? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So Mike says that they hire a medium to come to their house and um, the house is in Connecticut. It's a very cute house. Let me know how much it is. I'll buy. It's so cute. <laughs> Such a cute house. So he wanted to test the medium, okay, because he felt like mediums were fake, but because his sister had this experience, right, mm -hmm. he's going to do it, but he wanted to test the medium, and I kind of love this, that he wanted to do this. So beforehand, before the medium shows up to the house, he's talking to his father, saying, look, dad, if you come, if you're here with me. I want you to have the medium mention my hair, okay? And he says it out loud and he writes it down, okay? So it's a very specific question that he wants to hear to know that this is real. This is, this is real, right. okay? I totally get this. So his, his sister is there. They are both taking notes throughout the reading, right? And he's saying that she really is hitting on a lot of things that make sense to them. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it really is a good reading. Okay. And then he says like at the end, the very end, about to leave, the medium turns and says, you know, he, he wants me to talk to you about your hair. Oh, and just saying it gives me chills, uh -huh. but he says to this day, that was like the most flooring moment yeah. ever for him. Like, how do you wrap your mind around that? Right. That's what he wanted to hear. It's very specific. And she said it. Yeah. I, yeah. I have chills. I have chills. I need breath, some more. He said. I need some more tears. Hold on. For air. Like, I yeah. can totally see that, dude. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, no. Like, yeah. I was like, that ah, didn't happen. It didn't happen. See, I knew it. It wasn't going to happen. And then he, she said it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's yeah that one was crazy it was it was and then crazy. in true skeptic fashion he did it again it kind right? of yes. like an addiction like it's like it's a drug like now yeah i mm -hmm. do i think he is addicted to this because he says he starts yeah. seeing all different mediums <laughs> he just kind of goes crazy with it he's grieving you guys mm -hmm. he's grieving right yeah. i totally get why he's doing this um so now we're in Long Island, New York, and he's, he's like sitting in a car outside of a house. And he says that when he talks to mediums to set up appointments, he'll even use different email addresses and names because mm -hmm. he doesn't want them to look him up. And in this day and age, how easy is it for Dre to Google and stalk someone? So <laughs> oh, easy. Yeah. Imagine if Dre wanted to be a psychic. She would have just... <laughs> 
Google the shit. Oh, yeah. She would know what happened to me at class <laughs> seven and nine. Okay. Yep. This makes oh. sense. This, this makes sense that he's doing that, but he really yeah. wants the real deal. So, something interesting that he mentions before going inside for this reading is that his parents got divorced when he was really little, but they stayed friends and considered each other soulmates. And then I just want to stop this whole episode and be like, why didn't they get back together? Like, tell me more of that story. I love oh, people's love stories. And I wanted to know more about that. I thought that was very unique. You don't really hear that. No. Um, and then, like you said, Timo, his father died suddenly. This wasn't like from an illness. He, he was still holding his keys in his hands. And he had fallen to the floor in his home. So, like think heart attack or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. So it was very sudden. Mm -hmm. So then we meet Laura Lynn Jackson. She's got a great name and she's got great mm -hmm. hair. Yes. Damn, Laura. Okay. I like, I, yep. She was giving me all the hair vibes. I just really dug her hair. Um, she seems really chill, really good vibe about her. I really like her. I, I bet she just kills it in the medium game. I have a feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He says that she's got this amazing reputation um, for being very accurate. So they're sitting in these probably very expensive leather chairs with like studs and like dazzling pieces. Did you notice that? Like those yeah. were... Those are blingy to bling chairs that they were sitting in her night. And I think marble flooring with like a big yeah. picture window. Yeah, it was gorgeous. She does. Yeah, she does so she, yeah. She's going to make it, you guys. Don't worry about Laura Lynn. <laughs> so they're sitting in these chairs kind of looking at each other. And she's really explaining to him the process for her. So she sees a point of light on her right side that she says like goes to her and that she knows like that's the spirit coming in. So I thought that was interesting, mm -hmm. right? So Laurel Lynn is talking about how she came into knowing her gift, right? So at about 11 years old, she had this terrible feeling that she really needed to see her grandfather. And she asked her parents to take her to see her grandfather, right? She just had to see him. And then a couple of days later, he's diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. And then within two weeks, passed away. With very, that's very quick. And mm -hmm. then she went to her mother and said, I knew grandpa was going to die. And her mom, being amazing, instantly was like, well, you just have a beautiful gift. Mm -hmm. And it's just like another sense. And, you know, mm -hmm. you're really lucky to have it. So it's really great that she didn't make her feel bad about feeling that way or, you know, being freaked out about it, like a lot of parents would be. Um, so she kind of embraced her gift. And so then we go back to her talking to Mike and she says that it's like psychic charades, like a spirit is trying to tell her something and she has to kind of have to figure it out. And she doesn't really know what it means. Kind of like, me figuring out what Timo is saying when we can't hear her. I'm terrible at Timo charades. <laughs> I do know when you're saying fuck you. I wasn't <laughs> saying fuck you though, but that was pretty funny. 
Okay, you were saying fuck you. Okay, so she <laughs> says that she gives un-Google-able information. So stuff mm-hmm. Dre can't look up, that's the info mm-hmm. that she's yeah. trying to give, right? Un-Google-able. Un-Google-able. So she starts off with this reading. Uh, she talks about how there's uh, a father and a grandfather that they're both coming through. She asks about a, a John or J name, right? And that doesn't, the John J name doesn't hit, right? Right. Uh, but she says, but the name repeats in the family. And that was correct. He's the third third one, right? Um, she said that it felt like this wasn't a proper goodbye, right? And that mm-hmm. it was sudden and there was like an impact, like, mm-hmm. and you could see her body like making this motion. And, you know, he said, we don't know how he passed, but it was sudden, right? Um, and she was saying that, you know, his father is saying the family needs to let this go, like, let it go, be at peace with it, right? And kind of get over it. And I do feel like if I was on the other side, I'd say the same thing to my family, like, I'm cool, you be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's good, right? She says that he's very dry. He's very funny. She really likes the way he feels, right? She's just kind of sharing those feelings with him. Um, I did so love then- how, how they wrote that down. Like the things that they wanted, you know, they wanted her to pin and say, and one of them was like dry humor. Like he's very funny. He has like a kind of like a humor, but it's like a dry humor. And she just hit that one right on the head. And I believe, like, I think that a lot of these people are taking advantage. That's just my my viewpoint. But I think that she's, yes. like, the real deal. I think most people are taking advantage. Yeah. I, yeah. I would agree with that. So Laura Lynn with the amazing hair, she then says, you know, were your parents divorced? You know, like, you know, at least 12 years ago. And he said, well, even longer than that. She's like, but they were still friends and they were really happy together, right? I and know. he said, yes. So that is very, a very unique situation, right? Um, and she says, you know, he's always with you, always, right. right? And then it makes you think about part one in surviving death when you hear near-death experiences about how they could be with others they could be in several places at one time and they could see people around them, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it just kind of hits home that yes, they can be with you and they are happy for you and they are okay. So I just think this is just a trip. So he's saying that like an addiction hit, that, I mean, that's basically what this is. Mm -hmm. When he sees these mediums and they say certain things, right? He's like, this is it. I feel good. He's here. I've gotten the information I need. But then as time goes by, uh, the skeptical side, right, starts pulling at him and he needs to see another medium. Mm-hmm. So it, that's what an addiction is, mm-hmm. right? You, you get that hit and you want another. So that's what he's doing. And honestly, he's, he just loves and misses his dad. And it just sounds like he's mm-hmm. still really grieving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So we, then we move on to, we kind of see like this like beautiful, like castle looking like be- uh, building. <laughs> It and, does look like it. Yes. Yeah. And of course, it's Cambridge University over there in, you know, Cambridge, <laughs> England, of course. And it's the library. Of course, it's the library. But 
they bring up the Society for, for Psychical Research, which when I did uh, the Enfield Haunting and Morris Gross, he was one <laughs> of the guys that founded the, uh, well, not founded because it was in the 1800s, but he was like a big dude in the Society for Psychical Research. So in this library is where they hold the archives to all this research that this group did, which is amazing. I love this group so much. Basically, they just study everything and everything about parapsychology, you know, uh, they call it anomalous experiences. It's the paranormal, spirituality, psychic ability, and now more in the modern days, it's bringing in scientific information. It's really cool. It really yeah. is cool. And they, they bring this box out and you can see it's like handwritten and there's like this label on it. And it's like from 1886 to 1888. So it's like the old collection of how they recorded shit. And Almost as old as my creepy ass blanket. <laughs> oh down God, there. I know, right? <laughs> but he pulls this little book out and you can see it's like all typewritten. And then there's a picture of some person and it's like glued into the book. I mean, it's so... It's so awesome. And um, he basically says that, you know, this is the oldest group that studies anything that has to do with the paranormal. And they're showing pictures of like, um, like the old funny ghost pictures, which I totally don't believe those. I know that those are like totally- Oh, you old. don't? No, I don't believe like somebody. I thought for sure that would <laughs> no. be something you're like, oh yeah, like even have them like framed up in your house. No, no, <laughs> because they're so fake looking. I mean, it's all double exposure and all that funny stuff. Yeah, no, uh, -uh. I, I don't, I don't believe those. And then we'll we'll move on to the ectoplasm pictures, which are even more of, of like whack wacko for me, but. So a funny story with that, those ectoplasm. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's crazy in this society, like you said, this is old, right? It started old in 1882, school. but the people that started it, it's a trick. Mary Curie, Mark yes. Twain, yes. James, like, you know, I know, the people back then they were in this group. I think that's a trip. I love it. I, and then I they brought really all these mediums that. in to kind of like test it and whatever. And they just show these pictures of these like medium people, like, like painting <laughs> and like laying across like a, I, I don't know about that kind of stuff, but. I like how you laid over and zoom <laughs> like you were painting. Yeah. I mean, I, I, oh, okay. We'll get more into that as we go because yeah. it yeah. gets really, really crazy. So they basically say that mediumship has two different parts. It has physical and mental. So the mental part demonstrates survival. Now he uses this word and I'm not exactly sure why he uses this word, but it demonstrates survival through communication through the medium their self. So the medium yeah. is basically an instrument used for the spirit to communicate through which kind of sounds like physical to me too. So physical is the survival with physical and psychical phenomenon. And that would be things happening around the room like when we do a seance. So right. sitting around a table, the table starts hopping, bouncing, vibrating, even lifting off the ground. 
in those old days, and if we go to the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland, there is floating <laughs> instruments that decide to play music in the air. So that was a big yeah. thing back then. I didn't even know that was a thing. That happened, honestly. Musical instruments will just play. Yeah, like they'll have them know. in the room to play music. I, I thought that was... I'm very skeptical about the old day seance stuff. I don't know. I'm just very... What? Yeah, what I'm, are you talking about? I'm going what? to have to do more research on this and then maybe do a, an episode on it because I, I'm very, very skeptical. The objects appearing and reappearing, I believe that. That's that's good. Sure. Um, but then- I thought that happened to me. <laughs> right. Exactly. It did happen. I didn't even have to do a seance, y'all. No. It just fucking happened. Yeah, that, that was, was that was crazy. That was nuts. But then basically there was a lot of fraud, a lot of fraud involved in this stuff. And that's where my skepticism comes in with this whole- I think that's where a lot of people's skepticism yeah. comes in. I mean, you hear about it and you're like, well, it was just bullshit, magic trick, making yeah. money. That's what oh, they were doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it was new and exciting. And, and at that time, people didn't even really know what, what was going on. And I mean, I've, I've, I know I have a lot of stuff to talk about this. Like, I've done a lot of research on it and I do have a lot of notes and I know a history of this. So I know how it came about and how bad stuff happened and real stuff happened. So I think that's why when I kind of watch this, I'm like, eh, yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Netflix, you could have done a better job. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, shit, she wrote a letter to Netflix. <laughs> but you could do better. That's all yeah. it said. But Just it's vet, really, vet your people it's better. cool. Like, like, if you don't know anything about this stuff and you're watching this show and you're seeing this, Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool. And that's how I was like 40 years ago when I first started watching all this stuff. Like I was all new to me and I'm like, oh, this is so cool. But as you become a scholar and you learn and learn and you study and everything, you kind of then be able to like weed out like the, the, the true stuff and the, and the real stuff. Yeah. So here's my, my, my vacation. Who's going to, who's going to talk about it? Should I talk about it? Or are you guys going to talk about you. it? Okay. So I think it's called Xanderin. Netherlands we again see there's a beautiful chateau castle-like thing on greens with a lake it's just absolutely beautiful and what pops up on the screen is the mediumship training retreat and red put it so beautifully it's like a medium summer camp and I want to go so bad they called it a psychic summer camp can't you just <laughs> see them they all have matching shirts it says psychic on the side right they're in canoes but they know that they're gonna fall over yeah so funny so they immediately go to this point where they there's this lady sitting in this chair and they are like into bondage or something they're like strapping her into this chair and she's like like with zip ties and shit and she's like pulling her arms and her legs and kicking to make sure she's not getting out of this chair i was like what the fuck is this now this part was all new to me you guys i've never heard anything about yeah. this physical mediumship and this whole mm -hmm. circle and all the shit that happens. But basically she's saying, I know as a medium that the consciousness survives death. And the reason why I know this is because I'm a physical medium and her name is Nicole DeHaas. Now she's a really cool kid too. I think she's, mm -hmm. she's pretty cool. 
And she says, as mediums, we open ourselves up to the spirit world uh, where we move our awareness through their world and then they come into our world. And it's kind of like the energy kind of like comes together and she she was like saying that it's the it's the way that the two worlds come together and unite right that they have to exactly. raise their yeah. vibration and then they come down it i thought that was interesting i had never heard of any of this none of it yeah but then she also says in the world that we live in now physical mediumship is very rare and that's when i'm like right because when we come to find out what this is all about, it's really strange. And I don't know. Um, I think the mediums that we've seen and the seance that we did, everything was all mental. It was like an all mental. That's all. Uh, it, yeah, it was yeah. mental. Nothing mental. moved. Yeah. There uh, was no ectoplasm, right? <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> we kept that's, it real clean. Yeah, that's, our seance. that's wild. So then we see Nicole, she's driving up to the big chateau there. And she's saying that this retreat is basically giving the opportunity to outsiders to see how these physical mediums work. So it's basically like a, a little insight into how this works. And that's awesome. That's what I want to do. And basically, they, you, in, in order to experience this, you need to sit in her seances. So the right. physical medium then does this seance and this is when this happens. And then she's like, this is that this place is holds the highest standard in the world to teach this mediumship. So this, if you want to do this, this is the place to go, right? Yeah, you do lectures and classes and meditations. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I I'll do a few days of that to do a, a weird ass dance. Hell yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah so weird so maybe I wonder how much it costs they it, didn't mention the price tag i'm gonna do the Probably research and i'll let you guys know i'm gonna let you guys know so she said that many uh mental mediums have told her that you don't need to be born with the ability that you can actually train and develop yourself to you know as an adult basically to learn this and i believe that do you believe, I believe that? that yeah i totally believe that because my my empath side has gotten more and more crazy as I've grown older and that I've been made aware of it. And then when shit happens and I'm like, well, why am I feeling this way? And then I have to realize, oh, this might not even be my own feeling. Like I will just get into a serious state of sadness or depression where I could be the happiest person at that moment. Nothing's bad's going on in my life. And I'm like, dude, I'm feeling something else. And I'm feeling somebody else's like crazy drama. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that's really cool. I mean, I would really like to see if I- It was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I have that ability that I can like exercise it more and see if I could use it. I think that'd be- really uh, well, We need people that uh, join Patreon and they can send your ads <laughs> okay. to the weekend. And you can let us know how it is, honey. Oh my gosh, I want to so bad. Then we see them in a chapel. This chapel is beautiful. And mm -hmm. she says this week, so she's kind of just like saying, this is like the orientation of college, like your first day of college, orientation mm -hmm. day. And she mm -hmm. said, like, we're going to do this and that and this. So your first week is going to be the exploration of the soul. You know what it feels like, Timo? Yeah. When I was watching this part is like, it's the crime con of paranormal. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> okay, so yeah. I've been to crime con. It's my favorite thing in my entire life. It's a few days of learning all different types uh, of 
things, interesting sessions. It's like that, but for paranormal and psychics, right? So right, she's right. talking about what they're going to be doing that week. And she's a very, to me, she's a very serious person. She's but, very serious. But in her seriousness, there's a real dry humor there, I think, yeah. at times, right? Um, but she's just kind of talking about what they're going to be going through, things mm -hmm. that they're going to learn. We meet this one woman. She's a funeral director. And so she says that she has to deal with all of these feelings all the time. Uh, yeah, being a funeral director. <laughs> yeah. If, if you had any type of like a connection in that way, I think would be like a bombardment on your soul all the time. So she's there. She wants to learn how she can hone that gift and learn so, more. Fun fact. I wanted to be a veterinarian when I was younger. Well, I mm -hmm. wanted to be a marine biologist, but we all wanted to be marine biologists. And Everyone said was. that in fourth grade, Timo. <laughs> Everyone yes. wrote it down. But and then that's I wanted not even what I wanted. Right. I wanted to work at SeaWorld and train the dolphins. That was my whole thing. But then I wanted to be a veterinarian, but I am, I think I'm more of an animal empath than a human empath. And I, if I see an animal that's hurt, it physically hurts me. It's really bizarre, you guys. And I'm like, how can I take care of animals that are hurt if that's how I feel all the time? So I kind of gave up that dream because mm -hmm. I literally, and it's not really a painful feeling. It's just kind of like this like weird, like spark up my back it's really strange when I feel that but she says people come all from all over the world to study this and yes they're just seeking to see if they have this natural ability inside them and all different types of people it was so cool to see all the different types of yeah, people they're we interviewing people here like you know little like just random people here and there that come and like their whole different countries, different, you know, different uh, professions, sorry, and why they're there and, and whatever. It was so crazy. There is one guy that we meet, Amon, with the best <gasps> man bun I have <laughs> ever seen. Professional man bun. And let me tell you, I love his energy. His Can you tell he gives really good hugs? Like, I oh. want to give him a hug. His I story, though, his story. So they did mention that a lot of people that attend this retreat are there grieving. They're grieving. They, mm -hmm. wanna, they want to uh, speak to their loved one. They want to know if that's yeah. possible. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, we, we talked to a couple other people before I'm on about, you know, why they're there. Like Sarah, she's a counselor from the United States. Her mm -hmm. father passed away. And she just basically had the feeling that he wanted to try and contact her, that he needed to talk to her for some reason. So she's like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to see what he wants. So I think it's so It's cool. like she could like yeah. see a medium in the U.S. She could do that. But she, um, you know, she went to the Netherlands and um, went to the psychic summer camp. So, you know, everyone does it differently. We, we hear Amon's story and it, it, it was too much that, too much. It was a lot for me to think about. He's saying that when he was 14, I'm not going to cry. Well, when he was 14. I'll start off by saying this is, this is Hindu custom. So he's from India. Right. So this is Hindu custom. Do you want me to say it? 
red because you're kind of okay so yeah. he's the eldest son and in the hindu culture what they do um is when their father passes away and i don't know if it's more than the, just the father but his father had passed away and being the eldest son at 14 he had to take his father's body place it on a piece of wood and set it on fire that's their funeral mm-hmm. way i guess and he I think at this point he's kind of like contemplating like I don't understand death like is this death what's going on where's my father and as like I you know it's probably the heat and the air from the fire and he's like I felt like my father was like just flying up into the air and I could feel him Mm -hmm. and as I sit here telling you this story right now I'm still feeling him I literally can still feel my father and he, he his hands all shaking and you'd have to say he's like in his late 20s right and I can't believe that that was an experience that he had to do for his culture it's so oh my god so horrifying for a child it was it yeah. was just picturing a 14 year old boy having to put oh his father's body oh. like it that was a little I just I know yeah. it's his story and it just made me so sad that he had that experience so yeah traumatized it oh okay okay so we see the seance room and it has like this amazing red carpet I don't know if it's shag but it's got red carpet it's beautiful there's a a box with a chair and there's a cabinet (laughs) over the chair and I was trying to understand this because she was saying to hold in the energy well it's this is the whole thing about physical mediumship too is number one the whole idea of the box or the cabinet is to basically lock her in so that everybody else believes what's happening. It's not her doing it. But I think, um, and we'll talk about it in a little bit about her circle and everything. I just think that, um, yeah, she has to manifest a lot of energy uh, for mm-hmm. stuff to happen. So I'm not- And the box is sure. gonna hold it in. We're gonna yeah, I'm not box exactly is gonna sure. do that. Sure. Such a bizarre thing. We'll learn a little bit more um, part three, because it's it's the second part of the medium part of the show. Right. Um, and we actually get to experience it. But at this point, I'm kind of like, mm, this is- and That's how I was feeling. Yeah. It was, it was looking weird. She said that they sit in full darkness when they do the right. seance, full darkness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They play music. <laughs> they, they say it's to raise the vibration that people are mm-hmm. singing, you know? I they mean, sing. I can- they sing to the music and it's not like like um your chants like your church your old custom church chants it's like the titanic uh celine dion song or something (laughs) 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 like we can all imagine being in the car driving playing some hip-hop and just really getting it you know what i mean or like some all the single ladies (laughs) my vibration definitely lifts i understand that that yes. is not what they're listening to to yeah. get their vibrations high. Oh, crazy. Yeah. It's, all, then, it's all so much theatrics to me. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. like, they all get like um, metal detectors. No, you can't <laughs> wear metal. It's so much theatrics. I feel like unnecessary. That's just me. <laughs> unnecessary. Um, well, she said she, she's strapped down. And to me, yes, that's part of it, Dre. Like it's yeah. And then they start talking about what kind of like actual manifestations happen during mm-hmm. these seances. 
And so everyone in the group can witness this, basically. You can hear voices that speak from different parts of the room. Um, people can see hands form. You can actually touch the hands maybe, uh, or even full body beings start to walk around the room. And I think that's why they kind of like them mixed in with the fraud because they thought, okay, they're getting up out of their little cabinet and they're walking around in pitch dark and they're making you believe that they're doing this or not. This is where right. I'm kind of getting a little bit, mm, I don't know. But when she walks into that room, what's really cracked me up was she walks oh, in, heard. she closes a black curtain, then she closes the door and then she closes another black curtain. So it's pitch ass dark in that mm -hmm. room. It is She dark, even tapes, tapes around the door. Yes, I think that's next episode, though, Dre. Which I, I really feel like. <laughs> no, it's this episode, girl. It's, it's this episode. episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like it's unfortunate because, like I said, there's so many theatrics, but when you go back to her, her like initial story as a little girl moving into their new Ooh. home. Yes. It's, Tell you it, know, She's like, oh, a little girl came to me. I saw a little girl in my room. She said she's mm -hmm. in the garden. And they're yeah. like, yeah, you're fucking crazy. Whatever. Uh -huh. And then they redo the garden. And guess what? Little girl. They find her fucking grave under the bushes. Buried in the what? garden. Yes. What? That so, is know, bananas. I mean, you want to give people like the benefit of the doubt. And then there's all these theatrics. And then it's like, was that story bullshit? I don't know. I don't know. I, it's a crazy story. It's that's a like really super crazy story. Maybe she has this ability and things led, you know, one thing to another, right? She got into a bad relationship and now she's a physical medium. We don't know. So yeah. yeah. We're in this weird situation. We meet in one of the classes, Colin Bates, and he is fabulous. Colin oh, is fabulous. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I love him. <laughs> Colin, yes. and you can teach me, okay? So he's teaching, <laughs> he's teaching altered states of consciousness. And I thought maybe they would like drop, drop like some acid, but that's not what this class was. <laughs> that's, not that's not it. No. Uh -uh. Um, so I thought that the thing that they did in the class is something we could do where they have a partner and they like sit, you know, knee to knee to each other and one gives them a word to focus on and then the other one just says weird shit about that word, which has nothing to do with altered states of consciousness. I'll go first. I'll go first. Flower. <laughs> And then the lady now you say something about communal presence or something weird. I was like, okay, girlfriend. Great. I was like, damn, mm -hmm. this is not going well, but Colin is just killing it as a teacher. Okay. I so when <laughs> when Colin was 16, he said that his mother was really, really struggling, y'all. She was struggling with the passing of her father. She had a lot of unfinished business with her father. She needed help working through this. And she went to a spiritualist church, okay? Which I had never heard of, but they, there's a, a whole church, a spiritual church. And she went to get 
help basically. Mm-hmm. And there was a medium that, you know, was able to kind of give her some answers that she needed. And she, she had like a weight lifted off her shoulders because of that experience, which really impressed Colin. And then mm-hmm. he made it into like his life's work. So this is different. He wasn't like a psychic child, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't know that children were buried in his backyard or anything. He right. was just in impressed with this situation but it's now his life's work and he's doing classes where they're saying words that mean nothing that's what happened here um so then we see colin and he's in the like the chapel area he's in the chapel area he's in this big group he's talking to everybody and okay i'm gonna talk shit about colin even though i really like him wait before that can (laughs) we talk about the oprah moment where him and the other two people walk in and it's like dun 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 and like everyone's like clapping like here they go (laughs) and it's six to seven p.m mediumship group reading and they are just ecstatic they're like yes this is it yeah they are feeling it. It is an Oprah moment. You said it perfectly. Came in with his suit. He, Colin was wearing a suit. He was oh, bringing yeah. it. He was ready to rock that room, right? It, mm-hmm. he, had a, he had a lot of sparks coming off of him. So he says, you know, out to the crowd, who has pictures of being at the zoo? And I had a moment where I'm like, everybody here does, okay? I could, uh, give me a second. I have some in my closet. I have pictures at the zoo. And he's like, and there's pictures. You're with the monkeys in these. Okay, I do too, honey. I got pictures of me with the monkeys. Just really broad ass mm-hmm. motherfucking, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. some chick is like, that, that's me, honey. That is me. And you know, somebody else in that room was like, She's wrong. It's me. It's me. Yeah. Uh (laughs) They're like, why didn't I say something? I know. (laughs) Damn. He was talking to me. It it was just a moment that I really was like, "Mm -hmm." I have a J name too. (laughs) I do too. I know a John and a Robert. It was just, it was one of those moments, right? Yeah. Yeah. But of course, at the end, everyone's like cheering him on and he's just like, got the touchdown at the high school game. He's just <laughs> yeah. feeling it, right? Woo! So awesome. <laughs> so yep. we, we learned about the church of spiritualism. Do you guys want to talk about that? Dre, you want to talk about the church of spiritualism? I had no idea this was a thing. <laughs> no. Okay. So we have a physical medium group. Now, let me just say, I had a whole moment here because <laughs> she's talking about the people in the group. And she said, it has to be the same exact people on the same exact day at the same exact time every week. No exceptions. Right. No exceptions. And I immediately thought about our asses in this podcast (laughs) and how for sure if one of us was in this group five minutes before, we'd be like, ah, (laughs) some shit happened. So I can't. (laughs) Right? Yeah. We could never be in this group. And one of them was like, there are no birthdays for me on this day. There are no anniversaries. <laughs> there are no celebrations. I have group and I have to go. Like, they are not messing around. She call it circle. There's, I have circle. 
and that's all there is to it. Circle. They are dedicated. That's a nice way to put it. They are very dedicated. And it's called the circle group, right? Mm -hmm. And she's talking about, you know, with this group, when they're doing this work, that spirits actually take energy from them, that they mm -hmm. get really tired. Mm -hmm. So they go once a week to group and then they leave feeling like shit. And there are no birthdays to celebrate ever on this day. <laughs> I would pass on this group situation. Just that's what I'm saying. Um, so the circle, I guess, is more important than the physical medium. That's what they're saying. That you need this circle to raise the vibrations, to have the energy, to have whatever happens in the room happens, that they are, are what's important. That's why it's the same keep, same time, same location. Friendly, mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these uh, throughout history are called like spirit teams or controls. Um, spirit guides. Spirit call them. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. You know, you know that they're proud of this shit too. They love to go to Starbucks and talk real loud <laughs> about being in their spirit group. Their spirit group's the best. <laughs> They've been doing it every week for years, right? They love this. They love being part of it. So I thought this was really interesting. So Nicole being the physical medium of this group has a few different people that come through her. Like there's a set of three yes. that she has. Clockwork. It's the same. It's the same people all the time. Same spirit. Right. So the, the first recording that we hear is of a voice of, silver cloud silver cloud is one of the spirits that comes through her and what she sounds like <laughs> is an old tiny man voice i don't know a raspy old man it's yes a raspy old man so she's hello everybody <laughs> that's what she sounds like that silver cloud i just nailed it okay <laughs> And then she has another spirit that comes to her, Tommy, yeah. oh who's God. nine years old. And she <laughs> said, interesting side note, any spirit group with a physical medium, you know, throughout history, every single one has one child spirit that right. comes through. Mm -hmm. And the one that they have is Tommy. Um, Timo, I think you do a great <laughs> Tommy impression. Could you give that to us now? <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Tommy. And I'm here to make you feel comfortable. And I'm a very important person in this room. Stop it. I'm going <laughs> If you don't talk like that to me constantly, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> You nailed Tommy. You oh, nailed God. it. It's so ridiculous. I'm sorry, but oh, good Lord. It's the best. And then uh, the third voice that comes through, the third spirit that comes through is Frida. Frida is just a easygoing, very feminine voice. Mm -hmm. You hear a lot of this from Frida. Not a real fun one like Tommy. You killed it. <laughs> but she's killed the one that it. It, she's the one that's in charge of bringing over the loved ones to talk to the, right. the circle. She's yeah. very important. Mm -hmm. She's very, very important. 
Not as important. So Amon. Okay, so Tommy's so important. He's very, very important. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, Oh, that's so good. How long did you practice that? I didn't practice it at all, believe me. It's so ridiculous. It just came, yeah. It sounds like Mr. (laughs) Bill. You know, I'm really aging myself right now. You guys probably don't even know who Mr. Bill is, but I know who Mr. Bill is. Doesn't he sound like Mr. Bill? Oh no, it's Mr. Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's ridiculous. I I can do a little kid voice better than that. You know what I mean? Oh, oh gosh. Oh gosh. Okay. (laughs) We have tears. I have tears. I was laughing. This next part is just is just del- Ooh, delicious. Oh, it's mm, mm. <laughs> we have Amon and his bun, and they are going to do a reading with Philip Dykes. Okay, okay. This was uh, it made me physically uncomfortable to watch this. I don't know that y'all. But he has this reading with Philip Dykes, and Philip Dykes is one of the people that's running psychic summer camp, right? Yeah. He's mm-hmm. like one of the peeps. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Philip is gonna read him on. And he says things like, um, I feel like there was someone with like a life taken. Does this make sense? A life was taken and Amon's like, no, no, it's not hidden. And he's like, okay, okay. Uh, was it like like a brother? I'm getting a, a brother feeling. And he's like, no, right? <laughs> Ugh. Oh God. Um, okay. I feel like, I feel like this was a, con- a condition that like goes through him. Yes or no. And Amon's like, no, right. He <laughs> wants to say yes. So bad. He wants to give him that validation and it's just wrong. Yeah. And he says, okay, I'm getting someone. He does not like people prying into his private life. Is this correct? And he said, well, yeah um you know like mm-hmm. kind of right and then philip goes ah okay i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop right here because i'm bullshit i'm sorry yeah that's basically what happened and just think about this guy right he's on camera he <laughs> knows he's on camera for a netflix show and he ain't getting it he's not getting it and you can feel it you can feel him crumbling in this moment yeah. it's so uncomfortable <laughs> so Philip says I'm you know I'm feeling uncomfortable and then he's later talking on the side in an interview and he's like you know you know Amon just wanted it too much so it wasn't gonna happen and it's like yeah, oh it's don't you fault. put that do not put that on Amon friend okay <laughs> you can't do it Mm-mm. you can't do it okay it really takes me off you put that on Amon yeah I love Amon, such good energy, such a nice guy. He really just wants to connect with his father. He just loves his dad. I just really love him. And Amon is there because he wants to do trans mediumship. Holy cannolis. What in the actual (laughs) hoodaha is happening with this? It blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe what this is. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So this was I'd never heard of this either. And this really? was bananas. No, uh-uh. We're talking about bananas. Libby Clark, right? 
Yes. So this is a mental medium where a spirit uses her body to do work. I'm going to just throw an idea out there instead of like a doctor's spirit coming through. Um, it would be nice if there were doctors you could make appointments like with and like visit them physically. Um, you know, in real life. So we meet Silvana and Hans. These are clients. And Hans is really sick right? He's having a lot of health issues. Uh They've seen a lot of doctors. They don't know what's going on with this poor man. His hand keeps shaking. This became actually really emotional for me, y'all, because I have health issues. There are times when I couldn't use my hands or feet. You guys know that. Uh And it's so depressing to be so sick and not be able to do anything about it, right? And this couple wants help and they don't know what else to do. So they come and see a trans medium, Libby Clark. Holy crap. First of all, Libby Clark is sitting there and she's like, I've been doing this for 40 years. She looks good. For, and let me point age. out the girlfriend. She is like making this like little like massage bed kind of thing. And she mm-hmm. has a fancy little outfit on and she's all sassy and she has no shoes on. So she's a little bit hippie-ish and she is just mm-hmm. delightful. Mm-hmm. I love her. And then. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So she does healings with someone called Dr. James. And you're like, oh, who's Dr. James? Like, who the fuck is this? Oh, y'all, we'll learn oh. who Dr. James is. We will learn about who Dr. James is. So Libby is telling us this story. Her husband had surgery on his leg. They're both in the room and they both see a light. It's not just her. They both see it. Okay. And an elderly man steps through this light and she says that he's holding like a Gladstone bag or a doctor bag. What we think of a a doctor bag is. Mm -hmm. He pulls out a ball of light. Okay. Hang with me, hang with me here. He puts the ball of light on her husband's leg and he does this over and over about a dozen times. And her husband says his leg is healed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a miracle has happened, y'all. His leg is healed. It had nothing to do with the surgery that the other doctor <laughs> did before. And then she says, after this experience, Dr. James, the elderly man that came through the light, now comes through her. Okay, hang hang with me. Okay, (laughs) we're going to get through this together. And then Libby, who I really dig too, she goes, I have no medical training. And then I go, oh, girl, oh, shit. Are you going to get in trouble for doing whatever the fuck you do? She has no medical training. She is not licensed. Okay. Are y'all ready for this? Are y'all ready for this? So then we see Libby, okay, and she has Hans laying on the massage bed. He's got his eyes closed. She's leaning behind his head, and she puts her hands on his shoulders, and you see her, like, twitching her face a little bit. She goes, good day to you, good boy. And then you're like, oh, shit, what's happening? Oh, shit. And Libby becomes a man. (laughs) <laughs> Libby becomes an old man. An old yeah. man. A doctor. She is she becomes an old man doctor. Okay. Yeah. 
and she is straight like I can feel the adrenaline <laughs> glands are overreacting and I feel like something has happened and we need to work through this energy is this true good boy and he's <laughs> good just boy. Good, good boy, boy. <laughs> um wow so then she is really like going around his body and kind of doing some things here and there and she says that she's placing energy she's like holding him like you know she's not strangling him she's like touching his neck right and she's saying that she's mm -hmm. placing good energy into him to kind of stop this panic that he has and she says basically you know uh like a fight or flight situation mm -hmm. and when you're in that situation you have your adrenaline up right that his got kind of stuck in that mode and because it's been stuck in that mode he's having all these physical mm -hmm. reactions to it this makes sense to me it does make uh, sense. when people yeah. it does because like with traumatic experiences um stress in people's lives there's yeah. physical things that happen we all know that so he's having a reaction to this whatever happened. And he did, he started crying. And when he started crying, I wanted to cry. This poor man, he just has something that his body is just holding on to and dealing with, right? Mm -hmm. And so she's going around him. She says that she's placing good energies, you know, she's working him. And then you see his hand on the side of the bed, stop shaking and it's relaxed. And so then she says, you know, I'm going to continue to send you good energies. You know, how are you feeling? And he says, I feel, I feel nice. And it was so nice to hear him, even just for that little bit that maybe he feels that way, that he felt nice in that moment. So I, I'll at least give her that. He, she gave him that one moment, right? Mm -hmm. Who knows how long that will last. But um, so then she stopped being Dr. James. <laughs> Dr. James leaves Libby's body, okay? And, and she's Libby again, okay? Are y'all with me here? Okay. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So then Libby is saying that it's okay if people don't believe in it. Everyone comes to, you know, things in their own time. And it's usually when they need help that the spirit side comes to help. And, you know, I think that is true. Sometimes things have to happen in our lives where craziness kind of comes in to help us out. I, I have felt that in my own life, um, but, you know, a spirit doctor in her body, you know, doing medical stuff without any medical training really freaks me the fuck out, y'all, okay? <laughs> okay? I think, uh, I think what's, what's helpful for him is that it's like when you go to therapy and you cry, you know? Yes! And you, like, yes. let it out, and somebody is listening, and somebody is understanding you, Yes. Sometimes that's all you need. And yeah. maybe that's what Libby's providing. It's just, that's all he yes. needed was for someone to say, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden he's just miraculously fine. And that's, that's pretty cool. I think you hit the nail on the freaking head because we saw the moment happen where she mm -hmm. said, you're holding on to this. And he starts crying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, Hans. Uh, I, uh, my heart the thing out is, is why can't Libby just do it as Libby? Because she's, I think she's a cool cat. Like why, yeah. she just, why does she have to bring weirdo, weird Dr. James? I don't know why she becomes an old man. She's like, okay, good boy. Does that feel better? I'm giving you good energies here. 
it, it's just a trip. I don't know why Libby does so, it. Um, I, I listened to a podcast about this um, today. <gasps> you listen to a podcast? Weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll find the name for you, but it's basically mediums talking about the show. And they oh, will like, show? yes. Really? And they will, no! Yeah. Let me, I got to look for it for you. But Google they it. will they will tell you where like the fact that she kept saying like my good boy my good boy like over and over again was just like it's it's like theatrics it's just her like uh, you know playing yes, this role yes. and it sucks you know so it really did jade me for the whole freaking series and I wish I hadn't listened to it a little bit but um yeah that's what I had yeah. gained from that was like wow but there were it some really parts where they were like you know, with the, with the son that was talking to his, that, you know, like the hair thing, right? Yeah. When he talked to her, like, okay, you got what you wanted. You know, this shit's real. Stop looking, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel like over and over again. Can't, can't it be that, that there are real mediums that do really great work. And there's probably a very small percentage of mediums out there that are actually real, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's people who might do things like Libby that aren't real. Mm -hmm. And it makes you feel kind of sad and yucky inside. Yeah. Well, also Dre, if you think about like where, how we were talking about how Mike Anthony, I think his name was how he's kind of like addicted to it that's in his nature because there's a lot of drug addicts out there but then there are people that can do drugs and not be an addict people can drink and not be an alcoholic people Mm -hmm. can do a lot of things and not be obsessed with it but there are those few people that that happens to them so maybe that's just like in his nature where that's his addiction and it he's and he's on the show so you know what i mean yeah yeah if it was Absolutely. something like succulent medium, I would yes. probably be very, very obsessed and very addicted. <laughs> no. What? Yeah, for sure. Like, like that would be a problem. Um, all right. Yeah, right. You guys, what is ectoplasm? This is insanity. I have never heard of ectoplasm. I take that back. I had heard of ectoplasm because of Ghostbusters, but I didn't know what ectoplasm was. (laughs) And I was straight up, oh my God, this is is crazy. (laughs) This is crazy. So Nicole, the physical medium is talking in the chapel and Mm -hmm. talking to everybody there. It's the 7 to 8 p.m. lecture. (laughs) Yes. And she's talking to them about ectoplasm. And I said, what now? what's ectoplasm? I really had no idea. And she said that it can come out of all orifices. So your, your nose, your mouth, your belly button. And then she paused and she goes in other places. And she's a very serious woman. So she didn't want to say, you know, my hoo-ha. But everyone's like, ha, ha, ha. You know, she met her vagina. And then somebody said, you know, can you feel it? And she said, it's painful. Yes. And she says it's very painful to have ectoplasm coming out of your body. Um, um, mm-hmm. Oh, I was watching this part while I was eating. Uh, 
and then they showed pictures of ectoplasm and I'm not even kidding. I went, you did? <laughs> it's so yes. not, this is the thing. We go back to the old tiny photographs yes. of the ectoplasm. That's what they showed. And they're like, it kind of looks like cheesecloth. Um, yeah, maybe it is cheesecloth soaked in it, starch. <laughs> disgusting. So the picture they showed was it coming out of a woman's nose yes. and like sitting on her shoulder and it looked like a brain. And that's a picture yes. that I went, Hoop! right, I okay, eating. exactly. It mm -hmm. was super gross. It was so gross. So she's saying that ectoplasm is very sensitive to light mm -hmm. and that if like light comes in, it can cause bruises and burns on her body. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. I mean, everything about the physical mediumship feels like it should just not happen. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they once had a red light in the room to get pictures and they took pictures of ectoplasm coming from her. And it was like, uh, how would you describe it? A uh, fake? <laughs> um, I don't even. <laughs> it was like a smoky light in this red picture that they showed. Yeah. That was supposedly coming like from Like she her. took a hit and... of her vape pen and then. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what was happening. Okay. <laughs> so she was strapped down, but because she has an addiction, she was able to vape it up. <laughs> and that's what was coming from her. And she said that it was very painful, that she could feel the ectoplasm coming from her. It was very painful. She couldn't move. And then afterwards, that she had burns on her skin from this happening. Hmm. So I don't know. They showed the picture of the burns, and they didn't look like burns, but I am not <laughs> Libby, a medical doctor. So, um, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dr. James? So they, Dr. James, they interview everyone before the seance to make sure that they have good energy right um and again like jay said it's theatrics they're making people feel like this is a, a big big deal right mm -hmm. this is crazy they have to be able to trust us to do this um they <laughs> they take a metal detector to each person they're patting them all down uh, she says that nobody can have metal or jewelry on because the metal can get very hot. Oh, okay, friend. Um, they they have a recorder in there to record the sessions, and that is how we hear a uh, silver cloud, Tommy and Frida's voices mm -hmm. through Nicole, right? Mm -hmm. But no cameras. Um, no cameras. So then we see Nicole. They're about to do the seance. She's strapped down. She closes the black curtain. And all we hear is, good evening, friends. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> and that was the end of part two. And you're like, oh, shit, girl. Oh, shit. Yep. She's about to put on a show. <laughs> I, uh, uh, okay, okay. I really like, uh, uh, some mediums that I've talked to in my life, I feel like have hit a home run and have done a great job. And I really like them. Um, I think most mediums are not real. Um, I think physical mediumship is crazy town. 
I think Libby is a cool chick and doesn't need Dr. James Mm-mm. to do mm-hmm. nice things for people. How about that? And that's what I took from part two. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I took from part two is I'm definitely going to do a deep dive and do a story, do an episode on this because uh, it, it some parts are total bananas and I want to be able to... See if it can sway me in the other direction. I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of for me to be skeptical about something, it takes a lot. And this is one of the things that's that's making me very skeptical on on this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, was a bummer. It was a bummer. And that's really what I I went into this already with that in mind. Um, and I'm really bummed that that Netflix didn't vet these mediums a little better. Or is it, and this is something that I was thinking. And then when I listened to it, so the podcast was Mediums in Action mm. and it's Ian Doherty and Martin Litt Wilson and they are mediums. So they, they know what they're talking about. And something that they hit on was, is it just the editing that made it suck? Right? Mm. Like it, you're I mean, talking about like dozens and hundreds of hours, right? like packed into just a few hours. So- right. Is it just the editing that sucks? Are we missing the whole picture because all we get is just that little bit that they decided to put on the show? Sure, right? that makes sense. Sure. You know, sure. it's like, you're, you're only gonna show me like all the right answers because that's exactly. what, right? You're just feeding it to me in that way because that was, that's the meat, right? That's the meat of it all. Like the whole like 10 hours could be this 15 minutes and that's what you're gonna feed to me because that's the meat of the show, but maybe if you would have showed me a little bit more of the like what it actually took to get to that meat I would be more believing right yeah sure and And that's what they that makes sense and the producers have an ulterior motive as well you know they want to make they want to have listeners or watchers so um Mm -hmm. so yeah that's why I want to do this deep dive into this I I I totally want to now I'm excited to look forward Mm -hmm. to that and also I I believe it that's it yeah, you do need to go to the Netherlands. And if you take a picture in the Netherlands with ectoplasm coming out of your body, out of all your orifices, I will believe. I will okay. totally believe in it. Okay, you'll change my mind completely. Okay. Um, I have to say, I still love the series because I yes. think it's fun to watch and it's interesting. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. entertainment uh-huh. and I am uh-huh. being entertained. And I get sure. to hear... Uh, Timo do Tommy's voice and that's, yes. that's two more weeks me life we're right again, girl we're doing it again <laughs> mwah, mwah, mwah. I think Tommy, I love it I think Tommy makes an appearance either two or three other times in the next show so yeah oh mm-hmm. yes Tommy uh is in everyone's business in other yeah. parts of this series it's really great um everyone you guys uh we love you so much Thank you for listening and messaging us and reaching out. We love it. Uh, you can always um, reach out on Instagram and Facebook. You can see us on uh, TikTok, YouTube. We're on Twitter. I guess we're on all the things. We're on all the things. All the things. We have a website. Uh-huh. Handcuffsandsagepodcast.com. And you can email us anytime at handcuffsandsage at gmail.com. Um, you guys can always be a badass and leave a review for us on iTunes. That is amazing when you do that. I used to be terrible at that and I listened to all the podcasts and now I always do it. So y'all can be a badass too. It takes two seconds. It takes two seconds. 
And then you guys can always uh, check out our Patreon page. There's different levels. If you support your favorite gals, you guys get swag. Um, I'm putting even more stuff together that will be sent out soon. So wait, it's coming. I know y'all are waiting. It's coming. No stress. Uh, Timo, the producer of this show, um, let me know in a really sweet, nice way that didn't interrupt me that we need to do the Whittle of the Week. Oh, <laughs> Whittle of the Week. I wasn't, I wasn't even looking. How did you let her know? You didn't see it? No. I did this. Well, we did that class, Altered Consciousness. We sent it through our brains. She sure did. She did ESPN for you there. ESPN? Okay. Um, So we needed a whittle of the week. Do you remember what the last whittle of the week? I have it. I am. Oh, damn. Professional. So professional. (laughs) You ready? You ready? All right. So the question was, what four-letter word begins with F and ends with K? And if you can't get one, you use your hands instead. Dirty birdies. Fork. Yell, dirty birdies. Huh? Is it a fork? Yes! <gasps> Yay! I don't I use oh, my brain power. <laughs> do, do, do. I'm like super proud of myself. What the fork? What the fork? Huh. It was okay. fork. Is about to call bullshit on the answer to the middle of the week. She's like, really? I thought it was fuck. <laughs> no, I thought uh, it begins with an F and ends with a K. So I'm thinking not the letter K, but maybe K-A-Y. So I'm trying to think of like a big, like fancy word, but it's fork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay. not fancy. It's not fancy. It's fork. All right. Do you guys have a new widow of the week? I do. Ooh, okay, I'm going to write it down as you say it so I can use my okay. brain it's power. A, it's a short one. It's a good one. It's a short one. Okay. All right. What did the hooker buy from the furniture shop? What did the hooker buy from the furniture shop? Oh, hmm. there's just like a variety of stuff that she could have gotten. A lot of things. Okay. A lot of things. <laughs> the most original, <laughs> the most original answer. <laughs> All right, send us your answers for the Widow of the Week. We will share your guesses. What did the hooker buy at the furniture store? Oh, man. I hope she has, like, you know, enough money to buy what she wants because she worked hard. Mm -hmm. Okay. You guys, I love doing down the rabbit hole episodes. They're so fun. Mm, Yeah. Okay, are you ready? Yep. Okay. Just like you, we, we have, have questions. And Woo. no answers. No. Woo. 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 I'll have answers soon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> After she goes to the Netherlands. Yeah, Netherlands. <laughs> we'll see. That's a crazy flight. Okay. okay. Bye, y'all. Bye, Bye. 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 Mom. Handcuffs and Sage is hosted by Red, Timo, and Dre in a shitty guest room in Los Angeles. Theme music is Leave Now by We Are Wasted. Cover art done by Megan Winchester. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Show some love on iTunes. Be a badass and do what you want. Until next time.